I'm naked. I'm naked. We are all naked. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode six of the We Are Negan podcast, podcast where we talk about all things The Walking Dead and pretty much whatever we damn well please. I'm Jaime. I'm Emily. And we are Negan. Negan. Episode six. Episode six. Swear. I made it. Swear. I swear. I swear. You told me to make you to promise not to make you or let you sing that song. I forgot. I'm sorry. It's a bad song. I know, but it you, goes with the title. You want to sing to them for like five minutes? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, let's uh, just jump straight to episode six. Swear. Uh, Tara is found unconscious on the shore by a young girl, Rachel, and a young woman, Cindy. Later stumbles onto the new group, Oceanside. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> For 70 minutes dedicated to that. To nothing. Ooh, sounds like Hyman has some rating to get into. Alright, you want to go our rating system real Let's quick? Let's do it. All so, right. we are Negan. <laughs> what would Negan do? So, if you like it, you're going to be like Negan and take it and seal it. You're going to loot it. If you like it, we loot it. Got it. <laughs> If you're not sure if you like it or you hate it, we're going to stalk it. So not good enough to take, not bad enough to seal, but just enough to, like, stalk it. Keep an eye on it. Okay. And if you absolutely hate it, we're just going to seal it. Bash it in the head with Lucille. <laughs> gotcha. <clears throat> All right, so I'm just going to jump into this. Right. And uh, I'm going to low stock this episode. Ooh, yeah, low stock. Low stock it. Uh, it was nice to see Tara back, um, see what she's been up to, but like we had said before, um, not worth spending a whole hour on, on that character in this storyline. I, I Maybe the storyline could have been shared with um, the Alexandria episode. That would have been good. Where Negan was uh, rating everything, you know, have them gone back and forth. Um, I thought the episode dragged on a little bit, uh, and I would have liked to see a little more of Oceanside, see what they had to offer. It was... I feel like it was very skimmed over more than any of the other places we've seen this season. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. <clears throat> um, but yeah, definitely. If you didn't watch this episode, you know, if you decided to skip this episode and come to our podcast and listen and see what went down, you wouldn't be missing a whole lot. You'd be more than satisfied. Yeah. We're worth your time. Right. How do you feel about this episode? <sighs> okay, I went through a long process with it. <laughs> Because I went into the show, like, really excited. I mean, I guess I wasn't that excited because I still had no really idea what this episode was about. We didn't really get a trailer. Hmm. We got a sneak peek on Talking Dead, but that's it. So I came in and I was like, okay, I'm going to pay attention. <laughs> we have this podcast to do and I want to rate it. And he really paid really good attention to how I'm going to rate it. Mm-hmm. And I started watching and I was like, holy crap, like, <laughs> I'm going to lucille this. Like, I already know. Like, <laughs> And I am the person who loves The Walking Dead, so for me, The Walking Dead can do no wrong. So to feel that way when it was, like, starting, I was like, crap, <laughs> they did it. <laughs> like, they made me dislike them. So I started watching, and then halfway through, I was like, okay, it's not that bad, I'm gonna stock it. Mm. And today that we we watched it, yes, because we did rewatch it, I feel... I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate. I don't think it's as bad as most people thought it was. I think a lot of people are upset with this episode. A lot of people would Lucille it if they had the chance. Kind of, yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna high sock it. <laughs> what? Yeah, he just almost choked on his soda right now. I'm gonna high sock it. Really? Why? Why? Give me a quick little over glance. We, we'll we'll go into it, but you know, Tara had a lot to do with it. Uh, we haven't gone too much airtime of Tara. She's never been like the important character. Like she's just there in the background. And I feel like we got some bonding time with Tara. And Tara, like she's kind of funny. She's like a dude, but a girl. She's a lesbian. <laughs> but she, you know, she's funny. She's kind of dorky. Mm. I was like, okay, I, I really dig it. And um, granted, I do wish we could have seen more Oceanside. But I do like that we are getting the reactions of everyone that has come across me again. You know? And I'm going to get into this later, but I always go back to that episode of season six. Was it season six? Mm-hmm. Where uh, Maggie and Carol get kidnapped by the saviors. Right. And I always see Apollo's story of, you know, uh, when people are going through, like, a rough time. I guess I'm jumping the gun. But it kind of, like, what was, you talking, what was that story? With the, with the carrot, the egg, and the coffee. And the mother shows the daughter, like, put them in heat. So, look what happened to them. Like, the carrot turns off. The egg gets hard. The coffee changes the water around them. Mm-hmm. So, I'm kind of, like, I'm, li- I'm remembering that story. And I'm kind of applying it to everyone who's ran against me again. I don't know. I just I play with all these ideas in my head while I'm watching the show. Huh. I thought it was really interesting how they reacted to Negan. It was very interesting that they don't want help from anybody. Like, it's a lot of character development that's happening. And I know it's kind of slow right now, but I'm kind of okay with it because I'm expecting the second half of season seven just to be, like, awesome. Like, we have all the backstory down. I will agree with you on that, that there was a lot of... Um... <clears throat> Railroad building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of groundwork that was laid down. And it wasn't... Like, I don't think this was, like, the worst episode of the season. I do think... It's it's just very interesting. And then to put Tara in that position where she has to... She knows a secret that would benefit Alexandria. But is she going to keep her word and not say anything? You know? And they put her in a really tough position because it's like... They killed her girlfriend. They killed her, her like too close to his friends. Mm. You know, it's just, I'm interested to see how this is going to affect her. And I'm just, I'm going through that right now. And I, like, I don't think it was that bad of an episode. Like, it made me curious. Mm-hmm. I agree there's some parts that we could have gone without. Um, but like, again, we'll, we'll get into that. Hmm. Interesting. I did like, uh, Alana Masterson in this episode. Right. That, that is her name, right? I think so. Masterson. I don't know her name yet. Uh, Tara. I did enjoy Tara in this episode, but I just felt that there there wasn't a whole lot. There was better ways to use the time they spent in this whole 45 minutes. It wasn't 45 minutes. It was like a 70-minute episode, which I agree. Again, it didn't have to be 70 minutes. Was it really 70 minutes? Yeah. Fuck. Then, yeah. Then that was a total waste of 70 minutes. Not a total waste, but... A waste of a half hour, you know, maybe 40 minutes. When I rewatched it, it didn't seem as long as the first time when I watched it. You know? And it's not like they had dead time where just nothing was happening, you know? Like, there was something going on in each scene. Yeah, but I, th- I feel like you could have trimmed that down. You know, we know she was sneaking around. I didn't have to see her fucking sneaking around for five minutes. You know, I know it was hard to see. 
I need to spend fucking two minutes on her viewpoint of I can't see shit in the woods. I got that within the first minute. I you know I understand that, but at the same time, it's not just her sneaking around. Like, look at the surroundings. Look at what everything looks like. Yeah, they're surrounded by trees, but look at the houses. They're they're covered with like camouflage. Right. You know, you're seeing where the kids go. You're seeing. You're looking at the community before it's interrupted. Now that I understand, but when she's sneaking around before she even gets there, yeah, like you could have. There's easily like some spaces you could have trimmed there. I agree with that. You know, at the end of the episode, when she's walking back to Alexandria, like, okay, I get it. It's far. I do not need to spend an extra 45 seconds of her crossing the goddamn screen. Like, I know it's a far walk. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they could, I will agree, they definitely could have trimmed it. It was almost artsy. It probably was an artsy director who did it. It's a goddamn same indie filmmaker. Stop getting the indie people to film yeah, this. stop it. This is not beautiful. This is The Walking Dead. We want gore and blood. Not as much as the premiere, but we do want it. I know you like the discount, but <laughs> you, you can afford it, AMC. Yeah. Shell out a little more money. Right, I agree. Um, do I mind if this was a Terra-centric episode? Yes and no. I'm over, like, the one-character episodes. I just asked myself a question, by the way. <laughs> But, um... <laughs> no, that's cool. <laughs> we are Emily. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> uh, but I hope this is, like, a starting point for Tara to be one of the main characters. I actually would not mind her as one of the, the newer main... The main characters. The main schools. Well, they did add her name to the main credits, so which, you know she's going to be a big... Presence. She's moving up, which I like that. Hmm. I like that. I like that her and Rosita are making moving up. I yeah. think these are two characters that we all kind of, like, ignored in the past. Not ignored, but they weren't in the spotlight. Hmm. And now they're, like, making their comeback, and they're becoming, like, important. Maybe because all the main characters keep dying. Right. <laughs> but, alright, so let's get into it. Um, right at the beginning, when... Uh, when Tara is found by Rachel and Cindy, Rachel immediately wants to kill her, uh, with good reason. Uh, and Cindy, Cindy stops her from doing so. I've never trusted a Rachel. I know, me and the not even on Friends. Yeah, fuck that bitch. I, I fucking hate all Rachels. I just don't get along with them. My roommate in Italy was a, was a Rachel. I got a Rachel at work and she just, raging bitch. <laughs> you know. Not a whole lot, but she's never having a good day at work, but that's besides the point. Just Rachel's, yeah. Always a problem with Rachel's. Don't trust the Rachel. Um, <laughs> why do you think Cindy wanted to um, to spare her? Well, didn't we learn like later on in the episode that her mom taught her otherwise? Otherwise what? Not other- Well, to not kill. I feel like there are certain people who are adopting the whole all life is precious theme. And they pass it. They pass it out. Uh, the tree huggers that are bleeding through. Yes. Okay, see, this is this is where I think about Paula's story. Goddamn tree huggers. <laughs> this, this is where Paula's story, like, kicks in in my mind. This is what I'm thinking. Like, when we hear about her mom, and how she talks about her mom, who teaches her, like, not to kill. I think about the coffee, the egg, and the carrot. Hmm. And the point of the the carrot, like, when it goes through heat, it softens. The egg, when it goes through heat, it hardens. And coffee changes the water around them. So they adapt. They change change their surroundings. Mm -hmm. So I kind of 
imagine her mom, her mom, Glenn, Morgan, like all the hippies, like All Lives Matter. They're kind of like the coffee. I would imagine. Like, no matter how hard times get, they stick to their what they believe and they spread it, you know? Like, Glenn's beliefs, you know, it affected Enid. You know, Cindy's mom, it affected her. So she learned from it, you know? Same with Tara. She picked it up from Glenn. Yeah. Maybe, you know, where did Glenn pick it up from Herschel? These are the coffee beans that share their wisdom and it ch- starts changing their surroundings, the people that are surrounding them. I feel like it's a small, these are like <laughs> small little beads of coffee. Yeah, because everyone is, like, everyone deals with hard times differently. Like if you're trying to offer a coffee to somebody, they'd be like, oh my God, this, this coffee's like water. <laughs> you know, I a little stronger coffee. coffee. But do you, you get what I'm picking? Like, are you picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> I, I, I get it. Because And then you look at like Oceanside. They completely went hard. Kill anybody who comes to our territory. Hmm. Just kill them. I don't care who they are. Kill them. Hmm. You know? You think it had anything to do with the fact that she's a woman? <laughs> Women are bitches. They sh- <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kill them all. (laughs) It might be. Ball-busting bitchery. Get them all. (laughs) It could be that she was a woman. Hmm. I mean, Negan busted in and killed all the men. Can you blame her, though? You think she looked at her and saw, like, oh, man, maybe, maybe she came across Negan's group. She got away barely. She wound up on shore. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> you think she saw her as a victim of <coughs> Negan's cruelty? You think that's why she decided to help her? No. You mean Cindy? Yeah. No, I think Cindy just has respect for life. I think Cindy's just going through like a Morgan thing. But they always kill people on sight. Right? That's what I would assume. Like they, uh, I mean, Even Rachel was ready to jump at the opportunity to fucking to kill somebody. I assumed that they've come across people already... Yeah. And and have killed. So why why what makes Tara any different? Is my that's where my I don't, curiosity. I don't think comes it from. makes Tara a difference. I think if anyone if it was Heath who showed up on that shore, I still think Cindy would have made an effort to not kill him. No, I think she probably still would have killed him. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't I think honestly they don't they probably I feel like they wouldn't trust any men. I okay, I uh, even Cindy, though? Because if you think about it, they were going to let Tara bring her friend. Keith. Keith is a dude. They were going to let her bring him to so like, live with them in their little area, in their colony. Yeah, but that was after the like little interrogation. I mean, the fact, the way I see it is, obviously, maybe it's just a theory, but they, if they found Heath washed up, I feel like they would be more inclined to kill that individual. Because he's a guy. It's because their men are gone. The positive male figures that they've had in their life were fucking wiped out. All of them. So, I feel like they they probably would be a little more protective around a man. Like, holy fuck, where'd this man come from? Not one of ours, because they're all fucking dead. The ones that are alive are working for Negan. I, I agree to an extent. I still think that if anyone else ran into them, they would have killed them on sight, whether it be Tara or Heath. I think Cindy still would have made an effort to keep them alive. Mm. Just because you see that she still have, she still values life 
And you can see that when she's talking to Tara at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Was it to Tara? And they're talking about how Rachel hasn't killed anybody yet. And she kind of confesses that she has. She's a good shot, she says. Right. She was. She's not proud at that moment. No. She's a little... She's a little ashamed. I wouldn't even say ashamed, but she's just not happy about it. She's very much... She very much reacts how Glenn reacted when he first killed somebody. Like, they're not proud of it. Right, but I feel like dealing with Negan's crew, I don't think she dropped that rifle. She'd get comfortable real fucking quick. I don't think... I wouldn't say she let her guard down. I, I, didn't, I definitely didn't say that, but I think she would have... She... She probably did the same thing now, hmm. but she would have had her guards up. Hmm. Gotcha. Because even when they, when Tara was sneaking around and running away, like Cindy still defended her. That's Tara was actually in the village, in the colony, like she was in there, and she still defended her. You think it's because she's got a little crush on Tara? I don't know. I thought they were flirty a little bit. I thought so too. I was like, Tara, you have a woman, kind of. I think this is, I think they might be romantically involved later on. I, I, I don't disagree. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it. Let's be in love between those two. We're going to ship them off. <laughs> what is it? Cindy and Tara. Cindy and Tara. Terity? <laughs> Sarah. Si- oh, Sarah. <laughs> How about S- S- Sarah? Sarah. 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 So Cindy and Tara. Tara. Like Sarah. But this, if it's Sarah, it's just S and Tara. But Cindy is a C. Then you replace the T with Tara, then it's Sarah. Because you want to call Sarah? Okay, we're going we're gonna to ship them off, guys. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> That's who they are. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, Alright. Um, <laughs> so the episode flash forwards is to the one-on-one with Tara and Heath. Uh, he says he gets it now. The whole me versus you mentality. It's you or me. <laughs> that con- oh, how, how did you feel about that? That conversation terrified me when he was having it. Mm. I was like, you're starting to sound like you're turning into a Gregory. Mm-hmm. Like you're getting those cowardly thoughts like it's just me. And so it was making me a little nervous. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> he Didn't you learn from Glenn? Say positive. <laughs> was he no he wasn't there he wasn't there when Glenn died no he wasn't but uh it did make me a little nervous and uh as we see later on uh you see kind of Heath disappear mm. in one of the cutoffs so I saw that happen and I was like oh, I knew it lucky he knew it <laughs> uh after his little conversation I had I had an idea that came to mind because he is kind of having these thoughts of and even, like, he, he affirmed his, his beliefs afterwards, telling Tara, you know, you're you, I'm me, they're them, you know. Um, since he's very much into that it's me or you mentality, if approached with the opportunity to join Negan and his crew, do you think Heath would take it? Oh, man. That's a really good point. Did I just blow your mind right now? You did. Do I, do I need to pause it? Do you need to take a break and take a breather? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's just, it's very interesting. That's a good point. Um, and, and, uh, you, <laughs> I'm going to get it together. 
<laughs> She's having a little mental <laughs> meltdown. Give her a couple seconds, guys. <laughs> My mind is just blown right now. That is a very excellent point. And considering that Heath goes missing at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. you see a little car on the floor. I don't know what PPP stands for. Maybe P Pants City? PP Pants? <laughs> oh, maybe. I don't know. But it could. What if he <coughs> ran off with Negan? Next time you see him, he's Negan's right-hand man. I wouldn't doubt it. He might be a little uh, hesitant if he sees the group. If he sees the group again, <laughs> but um, I got your back, Negan. Oh, but not right now. <laughs> I'm gonna be back there. I don't know. I I would like to think he would be brave enough to oppose it, but I don't think he is. I feel like he's he's kind of in the same mindset where we saw Dwight a couple episodes back. Yeah. Where he was very like, there was nothing else out there. There was nothing better. Like, this was going to be the the best it was going to get. And if Negan offers him an opportunity to fucking, hey, live the quote-unquote high life... He'll take it. I think he might take it. That is a very good observation, Tanya. I am so proud of you. Thank you. Did you come up with that on your own? I'm quite impressed. I did. <laughs> I don't just sit and pick my butthole <laughs> watching the episode. I do that afterwards. I like to think otherwise. <laughs> But that's, that's a very excellent point. I like that. Yeah. Anything else you you thought came to mind when you're when you're watching that whole Heath and um, and Tara and Tara interaction? Mm. I just got really nervous for that episode, just because I don't know what Heath is going to do now. He's he's he seems very cowardly, or he's mm. getting there. He's like on his way to being a coward. And uh, as Na- as uh, Maggie said in the last episode. You know, cowards are bad. <laughs> yeah. You you don't want to be stuck with a coward. They, they will bring everyone down. Well put. Um, Alright, so after that scene, Cindy leaves. Uh, we go back to Tara being unconscious on the shore. You see Cindy leaves her two bottles of water, a uh, little bit of fish wrapped up. Uh, Tara wakes, and she follows the strangers back to their village. She follows them back to Oceanside. See, that, that could have been cut off. Yeah. That whole scene. <laughs> that was a long... It was a long time waiting for Tara to wake up. Right. And, you know, it's... <laughs> there's not really... There's not much you can fucking really say about this scene. It's... She's just, just following fucking them back. Uh, fun fact, that fish was real. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. They are talking about how it's, like, legit dried fish. And she actually had to, like, bite it. I could see that. And she said it was gross. Uh, I don't blame her. I can't even eat, like, cooked fish. <laughs> uh, Much yeah. as like dried fish, it's like fish jerky. It's it's cured fish, yeah. Ew. Uh, I'm surprised they made it. You know, I mean, it seems like an inexpensive thing to do. But. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna call it. Someone's gonna post on Instagram. They're gonna sell a shirt that says Tara's <laughs> fish jerky. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Maybe Oceanside fish jerky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, so when finally Tara finally gets, um, to Oceanside, she's a little, uh, she's a little kerfuffled. Um, kerfuffled? Yeah, kerfuffled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she noticed that, um, Oceanside is pretty much made up of, of nothing but women. You know, it's tripping out, she sees kids playing in the street, uh, all of a sudden, she hears a couple clicks, kids start running inside, all the women start grabbing guns, and bam, all hell breaks loose. Just shoot, just trying to shoot to kill. 
<laughs> They're trying so hard they forgot to aim. Yeah, they they've <laughs> they have terrible aim. What is with this episode and everyone with a bad aim? Like right now you're showing me that they no one stands a chance against Negan. Michonne can't shoot. Uh Carl can't shoot. Oceanside can't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> like one person is running one and there's like 50 girls <laughs> that's a little exaggerated like, like 20 girls that might be exaggerating too there's a shit ton of girls and not one can even skin Tara not even a little bit not her ear not a leg nothing <laughs> it's all drama man it's all it's all built up drama if you're watching like any movie with like a bunch of shooting like usually the bad guys have terrible terrible aim <laughs> so like they were saying like the stormtroopers <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I know why they did it for emphasis of the of the scene, but put <laughs> down. It was funny. Everybody ran inside. Um, was it me? I'm not sure. I tried to notice the second time we watched it. Um, it looked like the windows were kind of armored, and when Tara was running past them, like they, they were they, they would close. Yeah, and not in order, like in the way she was running. It's not like she knocked them down. Yeah, you know. I I noticed that. I wasn't sure what was happening. I don't know if they're armored, but they have, like, leaves or something that look like leaves mm-hmm. layered over it. Camo, right. So I'm wondering if it's just, like, a hiding mechanism, like, oh, someone's coming, everyone hide, boom, That'd camouflage. Cool too. I was, at the same time, I was like, man, they're shooting, like, somebody close those windows. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought. My first thought was, uh, when I saw that scene running, I thought, like, damn, I would have been shot by now. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, she can run. Or the Tuffalo Bay. <laughs> like, poor girl. Give the poor girl a damn sports bra for this scene. Don't give her a sports bra. She doesn't need it. <laughs> You're such a pig. <laughs> she can't. Look, they're going for authenticity, all right? She ain't going to go to a fucking, what's it called? <laughs> a lady's footlocker. No one has to know bra. what kind of bra she's wearing. But it was very clear in those episodes that she was not wearing... A very supportive bra. And where are they? Where where is this? Where is this location supposed to be? <laughs> in the south, right? Yeah. Right. Well, they don't. No one wears sports bras in the south. They're fucking country, man. Don't wear no sports bra. Keep that shit real. <laughs> Talking authenticity, man. If those puppies got to be jumping around in the process, so be it. It was just too much. No, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> You're such a pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ah, uh, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> back to the scene. Uh, and then uh, Cindy saves Tara again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is it just me or did this scene also remind you very much so of Pocahontas? Like, yeah. I can't shake it off, but I feel like this whole time I'm watching like modern day post-apocalypse Pocahontas. She even looks like Pocahontas. She looks like a Pocahontas. Exactly. Um, like her, gra- the grandmother looks nothing like her. I know. I'm like, <laughs> are you sure? I don't think so. <laughs> are you sure this is your your granddaughter? <laughs> Do you mean goddaughter? <laughs> <laughs> Niece? <laughs> Even then, <laughs> that's a stretch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I wanted to know what their whole story was about. I just they never delved into it. But instead, we were treated to what a two minute thing of. Tara not knowing what to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was it. And, and she kind of pointed out the awkwardness. She was kind of like, or oh, we can keep doing this. <laughs> Which I love Tara for that. I understand, but... 
Because she pretty much said what we were all thinking. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, but yeah, that's probably not the best time to crack a joke. <laughs> but that's what makes her so funny. Because she picks the worst times to joke about something. And she probably wasn't even joking. Like, mm-hmm. she was probably just being Tara. Yeah, I agree. Which is hilarious. But yeah, they didn't need to spend that much time there. Like, knock her out or kill her. Pick one. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, speaking of the the whole colony in general, I didn't notice until they brought it up that there were no men. Is that terrible? <laughs> I, I did when, <clears throat> when all the kids started running inside and I saw like all the girls like grabbing the weapons. Cause even there was a big girl there that <laughs> looked like a man. Ha- yeah. She had a <laughs> shortcut haircut, you know? But I could tell, even when she turned around, I was like, oh, you're a girl. And at one point, I thought, I was like, where's the men? And I just assumed that, hey, maybe they were off scavenging or right. whatever. You know, I mean, not to sound sexist or anything. Uh, but clearly, these women can hold their own. But it did cross my mind. I was like, where are the guys? It never crossed my mind until they were at the dinner table. <laughs> hmm. I was just like, wait. And I looked around the table, and I was like, yeah, there's no men here. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, you're right. Now that you bring that up, I, it still didn't bug me at that point for some reason. I just figured, like, maybe they didn't have any men, you know? Maybe yeah. she was just a leader and those were her fucking, like, bodyguards. Right. You know, maybe she was a super feminist, like, you know. I thought it was, like, a feminist thing. Like, I thought yeah. about that episode of Rick and Morty where they go to a planet and it's all females. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought of. I was like, they just don't want men, but it didn't. Getting a phone call. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I swear you guys are important. <laughs> like I'm, de- I'm denying the call. Who the hell's calling me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, just start a new podcast. Just listen to Emily answer her phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I declined it. Podcast over. Whoever's calling me. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I really didn't think too much about it. I just assumed that, hey, maybe there was men somewhere else. Yeah. No. Um, so, um, after that, we switch back to Terran Heath. They find a small settlement on a bridge. Uh, it's abandoned. They hop over and go inside. Terra sees a bag in a, in a pile of sand, pulls it out, which causes a little sand avalanche, and a bunch of zombies underneath are let loose. Um, that was the most action you got out of that fucking scene. Out of the whole episode, really. Yes. Nothing. Nothing to show, you know. There's clearly nothing in that fucking settlement. <laughs> Let's talk about that scene for a second. Mm. What would you have done? Because when I see, what, what were they standing on top of? I thought it was like a garbage truck at one point, but I don't think it was. It was just like a giant container. Like when they first hopped over. Yeah. What were they hopping off of? Ah, uh, yeah. You just look like a big-ass fucking, like, trash container. Okay. Like, why... See, I thought about it, and I was like, if I was there, I would just made a really loud sound to see what zombies came up. I wouldn't have jumped down first. Right. What if there's a shit ton of zombies behind that tarp, mm. and then you jump down? You're completely screwed. Right. Why wouldn't you have made a large, large sound first? Throw something. See if anyone comes out. An apocalypse no-no. If there I ever go. saw one. Apocalypse no-no. Yeah. Gotta add that to our list. Always, always check first. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It seemed like a very, very stupid move. I mean, I, I honestly, I didn't think anything of it. I was... No, yeah, that'd probably be the smart thing to do. See, I am ready for an apocalypse. Yeah, I would've hopped on. I wouldn't have pulled that fucking bag, though. You know? <sighs> I know. Tara, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm just, I... We never found out what was in there, either. No, you didn't. It was, it's, it was a fucking waste, to be honest. Uh, you know, that would have been good to tie in if she actually goes back to find the bag and finds out that there was nothing inside. And yeah. then all this was worth nothing. Right. Would have had a little more an emotional impact. But, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, um, but, nah, nah, it's just, <laughs> all hell breaks loose. You know, I thought this scene was really interesting, though, because we haven't had a scene like this in a while. Like, we haven't really seen anyone outside of a community for a while. We've seen a lot of communities. Mm. We've seen how people live in the communities. But very rarely now do we see people out alone, wandering, scavenging, and having to look out for zombies. Because now the threat isn't zombies. The threat is people. Right. So this reminded me a lot of, like, the earlier seasons where they were wandering from place to place trying to find a place to, like, settle. Yeah. And they were scavenging and they still had to watch out for, like, zombies and... It's a little nostalgia. I liked it. <laughs> That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. I didn't think of that. I do kind of miss that. There was always, like, there was always tension when they had to stop. Exactly. Somewhere. You know, because you never knew, like, what was around the corner. Exactly. Or what was in the hiding in the bushes. Yeah, the tension did, has definitely died down. Has the tension died down or has... I feel like there's not as many zombies now. I mean, are they becoming extinct? Have they killed all the zombies? No. I mean, they're still around. Because before they were everywhere and they traveled in herds. When was the last time we saw a really big herd? Not in a while. Not since the herd that was trying to attack Alexandria. And that's because they're all grouped together from that truck, you mm. know? They're but still around though. They're just. You see like one every now and then. You don't see. I don't know. I just. I miss that. I miss. I miss being afraid to walk in the middle of the street. Now they. Now they're so comfortable they can roller skate down the street. Don't remind me. <laughs> Don't fucking remind me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that probably explains why the ratings are down for this show. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and I and I and I get why ratings are dropping now. You know, it's uh, these episodes have been too spaced apart with their characters. You know, it's taking forever. They held us. They held us holding on a cliffhanger all summer, and then finally, when we get back. Um, exactly. You still don't see the reactions, and then you see later reactions split up into these episodes. And it doesn't affect you as much anymore. It doesn't, no. Yeah, like, you guys, they missed the time to really get us. Like, they got us with the whole death, but everybody's trying to see the reaction. We're all, like, trying, we want to do what we're in the moment, but you're giving it to us, like, weeks later, and it just, we're not receptive to it anymore. All right, they didn't strike while the iron was hot. Exactly. Very... very good, Jaime. You're so good with the with the words. Yay. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think like the Maggie episode, I think would have been perfect if we got more of a reaction from her, and that was like the second episode, or maybe third, even third episode, I would have been okay with. Yeah. You know, just doing. We're all still hurting from Glenn at this point. I feel like Glenn's just on a really long run. Like I'm in denial. Like he's not dead. Yeah. He wants to go scavenge. I'm just having her in, in a while. <laughs> Because that could happen. Right. We just haven't gotten to the Glenn-centric episode. No. 
feel like no, just nobody's really talked about it. Yeah. You know, it's it's almost like the fans made a bigger deal about Glenn Tyne than the characters on the show. Yeah, and that is so <clears> disappointing. <throat> that's that's a good way to put it. We're more upset than the characters. Yeah. I, mean, I get it. Like, everyone deals with it differently, but I need someone to shed a tear for Glenn. More than Glenn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maggie. <laughs> yeah, well... I see we got a little sidetracked. We did. <laughs> Where did we end up? <laughs> Let's jump back on course. Um, uh, the leader of Ocean Side is Natanya. Um, they go back to um, Tara's point of view. Um, she has Tara handcuffed. She interrogates her, then invites her over for dinner afterwards. Uh, offers her to stay in Oceanside. Um, Tara declines, and then Natanya offers her an escort back uh, to the bridge to look for a friend, and then back to Alexandria. How did you feel about how this whole thing went down? Uh, which part <clears throat> specifically? Uh, well, this, yeah, this whole scene in general. I mean, the fact that they clearly knew Tara was lying, you know, <laughs> but they still offered her to stay. You know, was that even a legit offer? Because, you know, we saw what happens down the road. Uh, I think it was, I think it was a legit offer. I think... Just because people lie, I don't think it makes them a bad person. You know, that's a good point. They knew she was lying. Why did they still offer her? Because mm-hmm. what else? Who knows what else she was lying about? I don't know. Maybe they're just really good with their judgment, and they thought if they kept her. Or maybe then. Maybe they were thinking if we asked her to stay and offered her a place, offered her a place to stay in food, mm-hmm. she wouldn't attack us, you know? Maybe that's what they were trying to go off of. Like, let's be nice to them. Catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because she maybe. didn't want to, I'm thinking maybe because she didn't want to stay, they were afraid, like, oh, you can't leave, though, because you're going to tell people about us, and then Negan's going to find us, and then we're extra fucked. Hmm. So it's kind of like, you stay or you die. Pick one. That's a good point. I do, I do take the, the people of Ocean Side as, as smart cookies. Um, they were talking about their whole defense system, like, because those are one of the complaints I saw online, was that, um, these chicks open fired in their town. And they weren't, they seem not to be worried about anybody hearing within a five mile radius. You know what I mean? Wow. But then Natanya brought up that they have bells on the outskirts that they set off, which drive the zombies in that direction. That's actually very, that's very clever. You know, I do think they're really smart with that also. Even the the whole clickers, Mm -hmm. when they see someone, they just start clicking. Because even as Tara, when I was watching that, I was like, what's going on? Where, where are they going? Mm. What is that clicking sound? You yeah. know? Oh, there's a drill. What's happening? You know? <laughs> it's so much more effective than being like, hey, someone's here. Yeah. Hey, shoot <laughs> up! <laughs> you yeah. know? And I just, I thought it was so clever. I'm like, of course, girls run this shit. They know how to handle. <laughs> Who runs the world? Girls. Yeah. <laughs> they try to shoot you, don't worry. They suck. Yeah. But they will <laughs> damn well try. <laughs> And you might get knocked out, but they'll still try. <laughs> Maybe one of the kids. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I will come back to this. Um, there's one thing I want to talk about after we do this whole little thing. But um, I will come back to this scene. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of bummed that there wasn't um, a type of resolution to Terra and Oceanside. You know, they're still very much separate. You know, they're they're not going to leave their spot. Tara couldn't convince them to, you know, accept help from their group. But at some point, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
We're, they're gonna come back to it. They left that door open. Cause yeah, they're kind of like I swear. I wonder how that's gonna go down. Very, they put her in a really tough spot. That's why I'm really interested to see where this goes. Mm. Uh, and then I brought up a different. I was thinking about something else now that you mentioned it. So it's funny because we're seeing all these new communities and we're seeing the group split up. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that they fit really well in the community that they're in. Like mm-hmm. Maggie, obviously, she's going to take over Hilltop. Right. So she fits in well there. Morgan is really enjoying the kingdom because they support his decisions to not kill. And his viewpoints. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, you're throwing Tara in a land of all girls? Like, ugh, why wouldn't you stay there? <laughs> she didn't say that. But she, I thought it was crazy. It was like, I, are you out of your mind? But she, I feel like at some point, she will go back. And she might stay there. She's like, this is heaven for me. I'm surrounded by girls. She'll make babies with Cindy. No. she had make babies. Hot. They're so weird. <laughs> uh, but that's just like a little point I brought up. Like, I think they're going to separate the originals, the crew, and they're just going to be in their own, their own little colonies. That kind of sucks. I feel like the original crew of The Walking Dead, like the original squad, they're like the model you win. These are all the different countries. (laughs) Yeah. How would you feel if AMC ended up keeping The Walking Dead focus on Rick and Carl and the Grimes family, and then they started, uh, what's it called, the spinoff shows that centered around be certain colonies. You know, you'd have the Walking Dead Hilltop. You'd have the Walking Dead Oceanside. You'd have the Walking Dead The Kingdom. How would you feel about that? Or would you rather just have them do this, which what they're doing right now is just every episode is dedicated to a different character in a different colony? Okay. Um, speaking uh, as a brand, I think it'd be a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> From what I've learned from all my branding and marketing classes, like, you're not going to want to split all that up. Okay. Unless you want to do a spinoff show maybe when The Walking Dead is officially over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if you were to split them all up and make their own, like, spinoff shows... I mean, I feel like it's a possibility. It would just not be right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel that... Because if you put them all at the same time, that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it might be nice during the off time with The Walking Dead. There you go. You know, one season ends, the other one. And the off season. Yeah. That actually might be interesting. I'm wondering, because I feel like if you do them all at the same time, or at least two at the same time, like, one, like, viewers are going to favor one over the other. Right. Like, how often would you tune in for Terra and Oceanside? Not very often. There you go. (laughs) Not very often. I feel like you would have to... Unless she was looking up with Cindy. See, that would just... You're so weird. All the time. Shut up. <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't work. Because even in regular TV shows, like they're not focused 100% on the main characters all the time. Mm-hmm. So you can just get bored. Because even Hilltop, like how much... I mean, you'd have to give a lot more airtime to different characters. There's a lot you can do with this. Yeah. I smell a marketing plan coming. <laughs> AMC, hire us. Hmm. Well, hire him if he came up with the idea. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I liked it more when it was really focused on a group. I do too. I don't like the the single character centric city. I like it all together. Yeah, mix it up. Give me give me three storylines in one episode. I'm cool with that. All right. 
Um, <clears throat> all right, to get back on track, on the way back with Tara, Tara and the escorts, they notice a walker. Uh, as soon as they see the walker, they, they hide behind the tree. Um, one of them fucking pulls out a knife. Yeah. Tara notices, says, you know what, guys, I got this. She was so nervous when she said it. Right. She heads over and um, just starts bolting. I thought you heard a gun cock, but I guess you didn't. Yeah. But she just started bolting, and they just started fucking shooting at her. Uh, you think she knew from seeing them pull out the knife, or how they, they ducked down? Like, how do you, how did she know? I thought about that, too. How, how did she know that they were going to kill her? Because I heard them take out the, a knife, mm. and if I was her, I probably would have just thought, like, oh, it's to kill the zombie. Mm. You know? But you're right. Like, I think if it was, you heard a gun, like, mm. I would have given her more suspicion. Mm. At that point, I would be like, okay, I gotta go. Mm. But she got very nervous when she just heard the knife come out. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe because they were behind her or they weren't moving. I'm not sure. And then you see her go up to the to the walker. And the walker was kind of stuck. So that made me think, was a walker stuck there because it got stuck? Or was it a trap to get Tara to focus on that? Or whoever, like, snuck in to focus on that while you shoot them? Have their guard down. Sounds sounds interesting. I, I think you might be right. I think it, it they did. She probably was quick to notice that. Hey, like you guys are taking fucking. You're saying get down, and you're pinning me against a tree when clearly you can see the zombie is stuck. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But then I'm, again, at the same time, I, I wondered because she got in front of the zombie. Yeah. And didn't start running until like a few seconds after. I feel like she looked at the zombie for a little bit and was like, I see what's going on. Run. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Or it could just be really bad storytelling that we're yeah. diving too into. <laughs> like, I feel like The Walking Dead does that sometimes where they don't connect all the dots and then we'll notice it and we'll try to analyze it and they're like, no, we just didn't finish connecting the dots. <laughs> it still looks like a frog. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. You get what we're trying to do. We'll just go with it. Yeah. Picky ass viewers. <laughs> Um, so she gets into a little scuffle with, what's her name? Who's that, that one chick that looks just... Like a man. Like a man. Yeah, I, her face bothers me. Kinda. Like, something's up with it. I just, I wasn't... <laughs> you give me a stink eye, woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, they get into a little fight, and then, um, they have a little one-on-one where... Uh, homegirl reveals to Tara that Negan had all the men in their colony killed for their little uh, defiance. Everybody aged 10 and up. I was like, wow. Young. Young. Yeah. Just all fucking killed. Uh, and to me, that was probably like that little reveal, you know, it just really the only thing that saved this episode from being a total fucking waste. It just sucked that you had to Take wait all that. Yeah, wait all on for that reveal. But I mean, we kind of—they <coughs> talked about it at the dinner table mm. that someone came and killed all the men. It's interesting because I, at first I was like, "Why isn't Tara connecting the dots?" Like you know, that's Negan. Mm. Like no, she didn't. She wasn't home to experience what happened with Glenn. She probably doesn't realize. Like they think they killed Negan's people. Then she thinks that's done. Right. She doesn't know that this is a huge fucking army of men. So it was. It's interesting 
this episode is interesting because you see Tara's reaction to that, and she just like this is news to her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't think about bad. She's like, we killed them all. What are you ta- what are you talking about? Right. You know, like this is a shock to her. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to my next point. So, <laughs> all season long, we're pretty much seeing the different colonies and how they react to Negan. Right. right? Do you think it would have been more impactful if this was season six and we had not met Negan yet? Huh. Like, what if everyone ran into these colonies and all they're hearing is all these terrible things about Negan? And you're just like, saviors? Negan? What? And so you have that reaction that, that Tara had in this episode. Right. Where she's hearing about Negan. And so, what if this was season six, and we're hearing all this for the first time, and then we have the season finale, where we actually meet Negan, and we're like, you're the big bad wolf everybody's talking about. I think it would have totally changed the direction of where season six was going to end. You know, because... They have an idea now, if, the, if this was the case, if they had met up with each colony um, before deciding to take on Negan, uh, I honestly, I definitely think they, things would have, they would have changed their, their actions. Yeah, they probably know? would have taken action a lot sooner, or uh, <laughs> they would have done things a lot differently. Yeah, you know, def- definitely, I don't think they, I don't think they would have lost anybody. Oh, I think that if um, they had an idea of what this threat was going to be, yeah, things would have played out, you know, much differently. I just feel like the time to get us all scared of Negan was before we met him, before we knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now this whole season has been them trying to convince us how scary Negan is. Right. I, You know, and I agree with that. And it, it, to me, I'm just like, okay, I get, like, how dangerous he is. I get it. I don't need to hear it 50 different times from di- 50 different people. Like, we kind of get it. I just think it might have been interesting to see. Well, I mean, I kind of took away from... That would take away from the season finale. Right. This whole thing would have been completely changed. It would have been a completely different storyline, but it, in an alternate reality, could have made sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so then you kind of, you learn how the girls ended up at Oceanside. Right. Um, Negan put them all to work. They decided to escape one night. Ballsy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised they got away. Um, one thing I I had read online, which I thought was interesting, why did they just stop there? You know, the U.S. is a big place. Like, why didn't they keep going? You know? Yeah, why are you guys staying in the South? Come to California. You know, keep fucking... (laughs) The smartest thing to do, honestly, is to hide in plain sight. That's what they tell you, but... In plain sight? Yeah. Because that'll be the place you least expect to look. Mm, that's a good point. Mm. But you're also there. Right. Like, you don't have to look to see it there. <laughs> like, I'm surprised they didn't take off, like, farther. You know, and the guy had a point. <laughs> we walked a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> We're in their fucking backyard. They won't find us here. Yeah. They could have gone farther. Um... That being said, um, do you agree with, uh, what's your name, Natanya? Natanya, yeah. Do you agree with their decision of running away? Do you think that was a good idea? Uh, ballsy. I definitely think it's a ballsy move. Um, if I was a woman, <laughs> I'd be like, are you sure we can fucking get away? 
because you saw what he can do. <laughs> do you want to test him? Yeah, I. It is definitely, definitely ballsy. You know, um, I do think it's kind of dumb with their whole shoot first, ask questions later policy. Yeah, uh, I, I understand it, but at some point they're they're just, right now they're just prolonging their problem. Yeah. You know, there's You're no running away from it, literally. Right. <laughs> so, um, I do definitely think it's a ballsy move. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. <laughs> right, it's it's such a big leap of faith. Oh, man. See, so I, I see that, and I want to compare all the leaders that we've met, <laughs> and I'm going to compare it again to the coffee. <laughs> I wonder... And the carrot. Keep keep going. And the egg. Sorry. No, no, keep going. No, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so I think about that. See, I'm still going back, so this is constantly, like, in my brain, so I want to see what, like, how this is affecting everybody. Right. I feel like everyone's living with me again, and I feel Natanya turned into a hard bullock. She turned hard, let's just kill everybody. And I think about Rick, and I'm like, Rick is such a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a funny sentence to me. <laughs> <laughs> he got soft! He doesn't want to do anything, you know? Uh, yeah. I, w- one of my big questions was, how did the girls get away with guns? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, they only took away the weapons from Hilltop. Or not, from the Alexandrians. They didn't take it away from Hilltop. They didn't take it away from the kingdom. Does Hilltop have guns? I don't think so. Uh, we didn't see them use any guns when they attacked Hilltop. Jesus had his kung fu. Sasha <laughs> had her, her knife. Maggie had her um, tractor. You're right. They didn't have guns at Hilltop. They have weapons in the kingdom, though. They have swords. I don't remember seeing a gun. Someone had a gun. Didn't they have a gun? I saw a bunch of swords. No, no, no. How'd they kill the zombies? The swords, you're right. You're right. How they keep? How did they keep? Uh, maybe they left before he did the inventory. Hmm. That's a really good point. She did even say Negan put them to work. Or, um, what's it called? What was her name? The, one of the escorts? Yeah. I don't remember her name. Said so they put them to work. You know, I assume they were at his compound. I don't know if they were at the compound. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know why Negan would take the guns. I'm like, that's their form of protection. They need to protect themselves to work for you, you know? Hmm. I wouldn't say take all the guns. I would have just taken the badass ones and just lots of like handguns for minimal protection. Maybe with like three handguns. Share it, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So bad writing. Yeah. There, there's. They're not. They're not connecting the dots. Yeah. All the way. All right. So. Jump back with Tara making her escape. Cindy catches up with her. Uh, makes her to swear never to come back or to mention Oceanside to her group. 
Um, I see a lot. I see Cindy going out of her way a lot to help Tara. And at this point, I felt like, okay, I think you got a secret crush going on. Yeah, she she did go definitely go out of her way. She's very passionate about saving lives, Hyman. Dude, she you know she. I would be very passionate about saving Tara as well. <sighs> Beautiful woman, wash up on the shore. No, don't kill her. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me leave her some water and some food. You know, I'm sure she's hungry. What if it has nothing to do with Tara? What if she was a firewoman in her past life, or you know, pre-apocalypse? What if she was a nurse? What if she had the role of being a very king person before? And she just carried it through through the apocalypse. I don't know. I, I, I She gave me the impression that she was like 18, 19. A, a young nurse. <laughs> you know, I mean... <laughs> Volunteer firewoman. Her grandmother did order her around and like grounded her pretty much. <laughs> Go to your room. Maybe she was studying to be a nun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming up with options here. <laughs> I told you to play devil's advocate today. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think she just was like, "Hey, Tara." <laughs> She's kind of playing hard to get, though. It's like the interest in Tara's eyes. <laughs> I don't know. There was a scene where I was just like, hmm, "I think." Yeah. I would not doubt it if these two started hooking up down the road. I I, I agree 100. percent I see that. <laughs> uh, moving on from that. Let's talk about someone we haven't talked about in most of the episode. Heath. If you ask me, I think what would have made this episode really worth it to me is if Heath took off. Because you see a flashback when uh, you see Heath standing on top of a truck shooting at the zombies. So he comes back for Tara. He doesn't abandon her like they show in the first clip. Oh, when... um. When they're being attacked from all those walkers yeah. in, the, in the pile? Yes. Now, I think if they had left it as Heath took off, mm-hmm. I think this would that would have made the episode a lot more worth it. A lot worth it. A lot more interesting. It would have sucked. I thought it would have been interesting to see how that turns out. So you see, you see him change, you know? Hmm. Yeah, it again, you could have easily put all this in in smaller increments and like gotten the point across. You didn't have to stretch it out. I I liked watching what they went through though. I don't, I didn't mind that. I think they could have gone without the last scene of him coming back saving her. Again, I would have thought it would have added a lot more interest into the character of Heath and Tara because she's going to see that he took off without her. Right. It would have added more depth to it. And I think it would have been a lot more interesting to see how that goes. Right. And if you weren't going to take that route, even if you took that route, it would have been interesting to see him take off because he was afraid. And then at the very end, you see it's actually him as a zombie, not as a woman. You know, like if he actually died off like that, that would have been interesting. I thought that would have been interesting to see. Like him being scared would have made him... Like take off and he ended up getting like killed by a zombie. Eaten. And then he's there being a walker. That's another thing we haven't seen in a while. We haven't seen a loved character die and come back as a walker. So I think that would have been interesting this for Tara to be like, he left me, I came back, and he was dead. He was a walker. 
Because that walker came out of the blue. Mm-hmm. We did not see that walker beforehand. That walker would have been noticeable. <laughs> that fucking fake out. Yeah. That weak ass fake out. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, make it Heath. <laughs> I think it would have been a lot interesting to see that happen. And how Tara deals with that afterwards. I don't think anybody would be too sad if Heath died. I don't think it would have been sad. I don't. It wouldn't have been for Heath. It would have been for Tara's character development. Hmm. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see how she deals with that. Like, he was my friend. He left me. We were together. We were in this together. And he left me. And he didn't get very far. (laughs) Hmm. Or maybe he did. He joined joined Negan's group. And then we see him later on. Tara runs into him later on when he's part of Negan's group. And she's like, you asshole. (laughs) I would, I would totally, I would not be surprised, and I would love to see that interaction. Exactly. Yeah. That would have been a lot more interesting than, I'm, I don't know. I'm waiting for one of, I'm waiting for a main character from this group to, like, give in to Negan. I'm waiting for somebody, I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. Someone's gonna do it. Who do you think it's gonna to be? It might be Heath. He's not a main character, though. Or, well, maybe not a main character, but you know what I mean? Like A character. Maybe the B characters. Yeah, I can see that. I'm waiting to see somebody we've seen interaction with in the in this group. You know, be it Hilltop or Alexandrians. I'd be okay if it was Heath. I'd be okay with it. I'd also be okay if Heath went missing. We just... We just don't see him again. <laughs> you know, Gregory might do a bitch move like that. They wouldn't want Gregory, though. Like, they can smell the little bitch off him. <laughs> Yeah. I wouldn't want Gregory. Fuck him. Uh, I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, yeah, so it'd just, it'd just be interesting to see. Yeah. How that turns out. Uh, I would want I want to see who, who caves into Negan. Um, so, yeah, before um, Tara takes off, she turns back and she sees uh, Cindy being taken away. <laughs> um, what do you think is going to happen to Cindy? Nothing. It's, just, it's her grandmother. What is her grandmother going to do? I'm going to lock your door this time. <laughs> Throw away the key. <laughs> You're grounded. Yeah, that was another thing, too. I was just... I saw her being taken away, and I was like, I don't think anything bad's going to happen to you. You shouldn't get a slap on the wrist. Yeah, and that's about it. <laughs> Go to your room. You're grounded. You know, another reason why this episode just kind of fell flat. I don't mind that. She's like this spoiled little princess who, like, no one can do anything about because she's a princess. But I love her. <laughs> Mommy, no! I'm sorry. Abuela, no! (laughs) (laughs) Um, We see Tara make her way back uh, to Alexandria. She stops by a little spot. Uh, She sees uh, some shades, some colorful shades. (laughs) I was like, oh, I hope we take one of those. She's so cute. Yeah. (laughs) Um, She sees a little nurse bobblehead. She's thinking about her woman back home. What's her name? Denise. Denise, yeah. She still has no idea who's... She got in the eye. Um, you know, so she's excited about bringing that back. Uh, did you notice the seashell bracelet she pulled out? I did. Who gave that to her? Her new woman, Cindy. I think that was a nice little kind of like... She wears it, too. Yeah, she puts it on. A little hint, hint a little foreshadowing of what's to come. What if it's a, what is a, a friendship bracelet? Bitch, please. <laughs> hey, I made those all time in like third grade, okay? <laughs> Yeah? You sure you didn't make one at 19 or 20? <laughs> Shut up. 
Okay, all right. <laughs> There's something going to happen there. Fine, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. It's I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um. So we see Tara finally make it back to the gate. Uh, she's wearing her shades, all cute, like happy, like a little happy, you know, pep to her step. See, she's such a dork. That makes me so happy. That like, warmed my heart up. Like, best scene. Yeah. She just looks so innocent. She's walking with a big old smile, like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And we see Eugene. She's in the distance. And little bitch is already in tears. As soon as the gate, the gate's not even done fucking opening, <laughs> all right? I mean, the floor is already down. <sighs> His best his friend died, like, three days ago. Let him... The one that knocked him out. <laughs> it was all in his best interest. <laughs> Abraham protected Eugene. <laughs> he was like, oh, remember that guy who hit me? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. And your woman, too. And that's one kind of one thing that I, that bugged me also. You know, like, she made it all clear. He's like, yeah, I got a woman I got to get back to, but... Not a tear shed. Not a tear shed. She got Maggie syndrome. It's, I'm still thinking about that. And I thought about it and I've debated about it in my head. I feel like we wouldn't naturally cry. But I think in the zombie apocalypse, they're probably so desensitized to people dying. Like, this is not Tara's first woman who died. Right. Wasn't she dating, like, two other chicks before who died? Or it was just one chick? Yeah. And she died. I think at this point in this apocalypse, you become so desensitized that it doesn't bother you anymore when someone, cry, when someone dies. It's kind of like Beth in season three. Mm-hmm. Season three, season two. Where they're at the prison, and she's dating one of the boys. Then he goes off on a scavenge, and he dies. And they come back and tell her, and she doesn't cry. And she's like, someone was always dying. You know, like, they don't shed a tear anymore. And I think... That's it. This uh, this whole scene, like, I did, <clears throat> sorry, I did enjoy the scene because you got a reaction out of her and it was, it was shock. Mm-hmm. She didn't start crying, but it was shock. And you see, like, it, like, Eugene kind of start tearing up and, like, crying and. <laughs> Eugene's the only one that's still fucking crying. <laughs> he was sheltered, okay? <laughs> he was sheltered, but you do see a reaction out of. Tara. Yeah, she's a little shocked, and I'm just happy that we got to see someone talk about it. Maybe that's what made me more happy, that someone was talking about it. You know how I feel about this whole scene, and I kind of noticed it the second time we were watching this. What? Was, I feel like, and I don't think AMC's intentionally trying to do this, but... There's something very, very meta about the way we're watching these people react that are finding out news about Glenn dying and, you know, key members of the group dying right. since the season seven premiere. But it's almost like every character that finds out their level of interest or care is just like, it's, it's at our level. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. Like at this point, like Maggie was like a little like, uh-huh. And it had only been, like, three weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we're six weeks in. Tara finds out what happened. And our reaction is is just like Tara's. Just little to none. Do you get what I'm saying? I think Tara had a little bit more reaction, though. No way. She just stared at a bobblehead. I didn't see any reaction. But when when Eugene was telling her... You just... It was just disappointment. 
She was very disappointed. She was very upset. Or shocked. Not upset. She was shocked. Like, holy shit. Like, what's her face? The little bodyguard was right. Like, people are dead. Yeah, I just, you know, like I said, Eugene is the only one still fucking crying about it. Eugene was sheltered. But the ones that have the more the more emotional connections to these deaths, we're seeing little to no reaction from them. I'm just, I'm going to blame it on the zombie apocalypse. Like, just, at this point, they don't cry. I think they're so used to losing people that it doesn't bring tears anymore. Huh. Yeah. That could be. That, that's definitely a good point. I, I guess I like I like the reaction we got from Tara. I thought it was a reaction. Probably mm. not the reaction we had, but it was a reaction. Mm. You know, you see her later, later sitting on the floor and kind of just in shock. Just like, man. Same thing I was thinking. I was like, what am I going to do with this bobblehead now? I don't think she was thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> Who am I going to give this to now? I think she was just processing it all. That's what it really looked like. Damn. Then we see Rosita trying to milk uh, Tara for information about her whereabouts. Did you ever think Tara was going to give up Oceanside? I was hoping she would. I feel like if it was Maggie, she would have sang like a canary. Right. Again, Uh little emotional reaction. Not even... Not even the need to fucking want to get back at these sons of bitches. It's like, no, I saw nothing. I didn't see anything. She is... She's thinking rationally, I think. What's going to happen if she says, yeah, I came across this community and they had guns? What, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to storm in and take the guns? No. Or you think they're going to they're gonna show up and try to get help from Oceanside? I don't think. I think if she told Rosita, Rosita wouldn't have said anything, and I feel like she would have taken off, tried to, like, snatch a gun or something. She probably would have. And then what happens? When they catch her, they're going to shoot her. And they're going to immediately probably know that it's Tara who told them. I think Tara was smart to not say anything about it yet, because I think Tara, I think Rosita would have tried to go take a gun, and she probably would have been shot. Mm. This probably isn't the time for Tara to tell them yet. So she kept she kept her promise. She did, and I think it's it's something that Glenn would have wanted. I think Glenn would have respected that that promise. Mm. I don't think Glenn would have had would have told them about it. You don't think Glenn would have? No. I think I think Glenn would have stuck by his word. I think I feel like Glenn is the type to value things like that. I feel like Glenn would have fucking been shot because he would have fought the 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 girls of Oceanside to do something about it. He, I feel like he would tell the group with all his like good interests. I definitely would agree he would talk to the group about it, but you have to think about it. Tara wasn't there. Tara has no idea what happened. Mm. Tara doesn't know that Negan came and bashed Glenn's head in. They Does told him. They told her. Yeah, but at the time when she was at at the 
at the what's oh, at it called? Oceanside. And if she came back, they would have shot her. Would she have had a chance to tell them? Hmm. They probably would have shot her on site. Yeah. I think the way around this would be in the future was it would be as if she ran into Cindy. Or Cindy ran into her while they're out scavenging or something. Cindy is help. grounded now. Cindy's grounded. She's not going to leave for a while. But at some point, she's going to get out. She's going to pull Princess Jasmine and escape and go explore and run into maybe Tara. And Tara's going to be like, we need your help. <laughs> and then she's going to go back to her people and tell them that they need help. Damn. But I, I definitely agree. I think that Glenn would have kept his promise. Hmm. He values that shit. Glenn has morals, okay? <laughs> He's not like us. We break our promises. He does have morals, but I feel like he would break his promise for the for the sake of the greater good. I think he would have talked to Maggie about it first. <laughs> be like, okay, so what do we do? <laughs> I don't think he would have made that decision by himself. But he would have told somebody. That's the point I'm making. No, I don't know. What would Dale do? Because, uh... I feel like Dale would keep his mouth shut. Exactly. And who did Glenn learn from? From Dale. Right, He but, takes a lot of what Dale said to heart. But you can't compare the two. Glenn makes his own decisions because he he doesn't know yet. Dale knows the repercussions of spilling the beans. And look what could happen if you don't keep a secret. And he's learned that... Through his years of fucking being alive that he's got but, that he's got on Glenn. But Glenn here's the thing. Dale passes wisdom on to Glenn. And Glenn Glenn keeps Dale's memory alive by living by those morals, by those values, by everything Dale taught him. Right, but he learned all that in season two. At this point we have between season two and season seven, where Glenn has had new experiences, and he can't go back and ask Dale Dude, how to Glenn handle things. Dude, Glenn barely killed a person in season six. So he still went between season two and season six without killing a person. He's a big old puss bag. He's so mean. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Glenn would have told. I think Glenn would have kept his mouth shut, maybe discussed it with Maggie first. Look, I'm not that much older than you, but I can definitely say this, is that... The only way you get your quote-unquote wisdom is by fucking up. And I think Glenn would have learned that, hey, yeah, it's important to keep a secret because he's going to learn what happens when you open your mouth. And you're only going to learn the importance of keeping a secret from fucking up. And that's by letting it out. You get what I'm saying? I do, I do what you're saying. And I do agree to an extent... I think, but I think Glenn is smart enough to think about a situation and think of the consequences from every possible angle. And I think he would have made, he would have known better than to tell them these people have guns so that Alexandria goes after them and everyone gets shot. And then you have your own little war between Oceanside and Alexandria. You have to think of like the bigger consequences. Would he have told Maggie? Maybe. Then, there you go. But he would have told Maggie 
just to consider the idea. You're still what telling we somebody. Do? You're still telling somebody. He wouldn't have told Rosita, who's already to go guns a blazing. Well, he, Rosita's not his wife. Maggie is. Would he keep that from his wife? <sighs> he would have told Maggie. He wouldn't have told anyone else. And he would have told Maggie just to think of the idea. There you go. He fucking let it out. And eventually... Telling your wife is very different from telling Rosita, who's about to go kill bitches. Look at the Titanic, right? You poke a little hole, and then that hole turns into a fucking big one. Maggie probably wouldn't have said anything if Glenn was like, no. They probably would have discussed it first, and discussed all the possibilities with it, before saying anything. They're smart people, they're not idiots. I understand that, but he's still... (sighs) He's still letting out the secret. Still... (sighs) Mr. Morals. He is letting out the secret to his wife, not to all of Alexandria. Still letting out the secret. I am never telling you a secret. (laughs) (laughs) You're not married to me. (laughs) You were blood related. Blood is sticking in water. Or so I thought. (laughs) Asshole. That's different. We're family. Oh, all of a sudden. (laughs) All of a sudden. We're family. I'm telling you, I, all I'm saying is, like, I think he would have told somebody, I think, like you pointed out, he would have told Maggie. But he would have told Maggie because Maggie would know what to do, and they would have discussed it. They would have discussed it and came up with an actor together. I'm sure. It'd be good tension to watch because I feel like it would build up, but eventually it would get to a point where, you know, Glenn would be like, I think we should tell. Or Maggie would be like, I think we should tell. It's all yeah. It's always a different story as from what we're speculating for what from what really happens. I think at this point, Glenn wouldn't. I feel like Glenn wouldn't have done it because Dale wouldn't have done it, and I think Tara wouldn't have done it because Glenn wouldn't have done it. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Right, but Glenn. It's different when Glenn still had the Dale playbook, you know, being Dale in person. You know, Dale had never had, they never had this talk, hypothetically speaking, right? Dale and Glenn had never had this talk about, hey, there's a really big secret. I feel like I should tell somebody, should I or should I not? Didn't they have this talk season two? No. With Lori? Being pregnant? Didn't he talk to Dale about that? That's right. It had been so long. How did that go again? I know he ended up saying something. I don't think he's... He didn't say anything to the whole camp, though, did he? He told Dale. Like, he would have told his wife, Maggie. There you go. So you just... He would have told someone that was close to him, but it wasn't for the sake of, like, confirming, yes, they have guns. It is to discuss it in private. Right, but you're still letting the cat out of the bag. Oh my god! But it's a different story between who you're telling, Hyman. You're poking a hole that will open. Okay? Okay, let me put this in a different different perspective. Okay. We're no longer in the world of Talking Dead. I'm sorry, Walking Dead. Okay. We're at home. Okay. And I'm in your room. Mm. And, um, Let's go. Let's take, let's throw it back to uh, 2002, 2006. Man, that's a, that's a long time. That's ten years ago. Fuck. All right, lay one on me. Hold on. Let me let me get my thoughts together before I getting your DeLorean. Getting your DeLorean. <laughs> get up to 88 miles per hour. <laughs> and fucking let me know. 
<laughs> okay. Hmm. Remember that one time that you got in trouble for having something in your car? A little amount. I think you were at PCC at the time. I don't know if, it's, if we're allowed to say it on the air. Are you talking about the time I got caught with, like, a little bit of pot when I was Carlo? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't you think you telling me about that, don't you think it's a lot different than you telling the whole family about that? Yeah, but if I still told you, it it leaves it leaves a loose end. Which means that there's still... You know I'm not going to tell anybody because I'm your goddamn sister. Right. There's a reason why you told me. Right. Because of confidentiality. Right. But if I kept it to myself, then there was a 100% chance that nobody would fucking find out. Now that I told you... But you, it is different because you know I wasn't going to say anything because we're family and we know how we work. Right. If this had happened while you were dating your girlfriend, would you not have told her? Because I'm pretty sure you tell her everything. I might tell her. There you go. But telling her is very different from telling the family who is going to react a lot different than what she would react. Right. But my point is being is that if you want to be 100% sure, like, yeah, I trust you 100% if I could tell you. you. Do you not trust Daisy 100%? I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to hear anything around there. <laughs> would you trust your girlfriend? You wouldn't trust her to not say anything? Are you telling me right now that you do not trust your girlfriend? Uh, I would. I would give her that 100% trust. There you go. But... But there you go. Glenn, Maggie is Glenn's wife. But that doesn't mean that she's gonna fucking keep her mouth shut. Me having faith in her and belief is one thing. Her actually keeping her mouth shut is something completely fucking different. If she can't keep her mouth shut, then don't marry the bitch. (laughs) You know? Glenn knows Maggie will keep her mouth shut. It's that chance. Out of respect for the relationship. It's that chance that you leave a possibility for it getting out. Glenn trusts Maggie. He trusts her, and he trusts her with everything. Right, but it's still going to lead... It could possibly lead to a greater chance of that secret being let out, is what I'm saying. I get it if he was telling Rosita. I don't necessarily buy that if he's telling his wife. You tell an extra person, doesn't matter, there's a greater possibility of that... Of this said There is secret. a possibility, but Maggie wouldn't say anything. I don't think they would keep quiet about it. I said, I, I honestly think they, they would bicker back and forth about it. It would cause some great tension because there is a secret that's building up. And But eventually, what's gonna what's the logical course of uh, action for this? Whatever for this is line? best for the community. Right. We can work our way around that. They don't like us, okay. We can show up to their front gate without any weapons. Just be like this. Hey, with our hands up. Don't shoot. We want to talk. You know? And then it leads back to to homegirl Oceanside being like, you swore. <laughs> you, you swore. You're like, yeah, but we're good people. I swear to God. No, but you fucking swore you were not saying You know? We fucking warned you. And then they all get shot. Then the show's over. Nice going, Jaime. You just killed <laughs> just all of Alexandria. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I'm second-guessing myself now. Because he probably would say something. 
It's hard. It's hard. Because I feel like... I feel like Glenn got a lot from Dale, and he wouldn't say anything. Hmm. But then I think about season two, and I'm like, damn, you can't keep a secret. <laughs> <laughs> I just contradicted myself. I am a walking contradiction. Nah, you got a good, you know. But I think about, I'm thinking about season two now. See, wisdom. Go comes with age. F yourself. <laughs> the ripe old age of 30. What, what happened with, uh, remember the barn in season two? Yeah. What about it? And Glenn told everybody that it was filled with walkers. Oh, yeah. What if those were his mistakes that he learned from? Look how that ended up. That's probably, that's probably his mistake that he learned from. And that is why he's not going to tell the secret. Bam! Lawyered. But well, we won't know, so this whole point is moot. <laughs> just wasted like 10 minutes. <laughs> just shut you down. <laughs> well, he's dead. <laughs> Whatever, only because you're lost, you sore loser. Oh my god. That was a good conversation, though. <laughs> um, Tell me I'm right. You're right. Thanks. I know. <laughs> um, I want to see more of Oceanside. You did? Yeah, I kind of want to see more of what it was about. It really just looked like a little shanty town. I didn't want to see any more of it. <laughs> I was curious to see how many people there were. It's like five girls and yeah. ten children. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very, very curious to see like what else that, that town has to offer. I feel like that town didn't have much to offer besides their fish jerky and just women. I don't think there was a lot more to offer. I think what we saw was enough. Hmm. I'd be impressed if they had something else, but I doubt it. Hmm. Their little Pocahontas town was pretty basic. Kinda. It looked like they. It looked like there wasn't much. That's probably why they didn't show too much of the area. Uh, I found a nice little article that um, on ComicBook.com talking about um, the difference between the Oceanside community we see in the comic books and. Oh. Well, we saw it on TV. Okay. Which isn't a whole lot, but I thought it was kind of interesting. It'll get back to that point I wanted to make earlier. Um, comicbook.com and Robert Kirkman's The Walking Dead Comics. Oceanside is a community which formed on the East Coast following the zombie outbreak. Um, they were introduced much further down the line, years after the war with Negan and the Saviors was resolved. The community quickly became an ally of Alexandria as trade started with Oceanside offering fish for food. Um, on the TV series, the all-female community not only appears to have fish for trade, but also an impressive armory. Uh, they will be a valuable bunch for the impending war with Negan w uh, whenever Rick's group marches to battle. Um, that being said, after... The whole scene we see with uh, Tara um, swearing not to say anything, um, saying that she'll never come back or anything like this. Um, do you feel like this would be maybe the last time we see Oceanside till maybe the season seven finale or maybe season eight whenever this whole great war they plan to, to show? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do you think this might be the last time we see Oceanside for a while? Mm, seeing how season seven is going, I feel like we're not going to see them until maybe the second half of season seven. Hmm. Uh, when they actually start getting ready for war. Do you think they'll they'll jump in to help out? Or do you think they'll stick it close, closer to the comics where 
they won't become an ally until after their war with Negan. I feel like for the sake of the show, they would have to be an ally before because they're the only ones with guns. Right. Literally the only one. They're not going to get very far without guns. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. But I feel like in the sh- in the comic book, they have that relationship built already. Right? What do you mean? Like, they're, they're doing trade hmm. with Alexandria. Right? Is that what you just said? Um, not until... Let me see. Um, they started trading... In the comics, they started trading after the war. Oh, after the war. Oh, I thought you said before the war. Never mind. Strike that. Mm. <laughs> right. All right. So, I don't know. I could see them not coming back to Oceanside for a while. I can see them coming, not going back to Oceanside for a while, but I do think that they're going to be allies before the war just because they do have the guns. And they're not... They can't do it without weapons. Right, but we're almost halfway through the season. And... If there's no sign indicating that Terra's gonna spill the beans. Oh, no. No, no, no. They're not gonna run back into Oceanside for a while. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, in the comics, Michonne decides to run away from Alexandria for a couple of years following the war with the Saviors, and she becomes a fisherman for the Oceanside group. Wow. Really? Oh, I hope that doesn't happen. What about Rick? You can't leave Rick and Carl. We already saw them starting to drift right now. Yeah. You know. I don't like where this series is going <laughs> at all. Kind of. They're all like spreading out. I don't like that. Like, you're killing it for me. You're going to lose a viewer here. <laughs> and I miss Walking Dead can do no wrong, but you're doing very wrong right now. Um, let's see what else they say. Uh, in addition to the altered timing of the community's introduction... Another considerable difference is the size of the group. The group looks like it will have a major impact on the TV series, given its armory and skilled fighters. But in the Walking Dead comics, the Oceanside group was a small community which consisted of both men and women. However, it wasn't Tara who stumbled upon their settlement, but a man named Siddiq, who found Alexandria and informed Rick of its existence. See, they're already changing it around. Because Tara didn't say... It's not like they just changed the person, like, they changed the whole dynamic of it, too. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Scott Gibble keeping us on our toes. <laughs> yeah, so, um, um... Uh, I'm very heartbroken about Michonne. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know if it's gonna take that turn. I hope it doesn't. I hope she stays mm-hmm. with Rick. I mean, they shared a very passionate kiss earlier in the season. I don't think they're drifting apart. They're being, they're disagreeing, but they're not drifting. Who knows? She'd be like, my man is a total limp noodle. That is terrible. Don't ever <laughs> say that again. You're killing ramen for me. Um, a little bit of a uh, little extra Walking Dead news. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was um, renewed for season eight. Of course he was. Yeah, <laughs> Not surprised at all. Yeah. Um. Woohoo, another season of We Are Negan. How do you feel how do you feel about Negan? You like the character still? You fucking hating him? I don't hate him. I think he's entertaining. <laughs> I like watching Negan, I'm not gonna lie. I think he's 
As much as I want to hate him, he's very hilarious. I'm very interested because I feel like if if they do get over the whole war storyline, mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see the character development between Negan and Carl. I am too. I'm interested to see that uh, relationship blossom. That would make it super interesting if they make this guy that you fucking hate. Um, Best friend with Carl. If you just kind of like, you you turn him into a likable character, even just like in a tiny smidge, mm-hmm. it's like, man, that'll be... It'll be very interesting to see. Grossing TV. But they really got to jump on it quick because they're losing viewership. Yeah, they need to pick it up. Like, you cannot... They... Very easily went back to season five mm. with how slow the season went, which I don't mind it too much because I don't mind watching the character development. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, not so much. Like some people don't need that much character development, you know, they want the pace to be a little bit faster. So I'm like, you guys are dangerously close to season five with the slowness. Do you think AMC... Alright, so you know how their episodes are really non-linear? Mm-hmm. They jump back and forth. Do you think in re- Do you think that AMC will try to shuffle the remaining episodes and put more interesting ones in the next coming weeks? Or do you think they're just going to keep running with the course they're doing? No, I think they're going to come up with more interesting episodes. Um, for one... The last two episodes are coming up for this half of the season before we have the break until February. Um, so usually the last two episodes, or at least the finale, hmm. mid-season finale is really good. Um, I do think it's interesting that last week for the preview, they didn't tell us what this episode was about. Right, exactly. They showed up what's coming up in the next few seasons. I think because they knew this episode wasn't going to be too popular. Um, but I think they wanted to get you hyped up for the next two, hmm. which are coming up. It's, it's, cause remember, um, they had switched the Daryl episode with, right. With the one for Carol in the kingdom. Right. Uh, you don't think they'd reshuffle their episodes to kind of like boost up ratings? <laughs> I think they missed a chance to do that. <laughs> I think they could have shuffled up a lot of episodes. Um, I don't think they moved around anymore. I think by default, since it's like the last two episodes, they get automatically more interesting. I think they wanted to keep it this way because you got... I don't think we're going to run into any more more colonies. And they kind of, like we said earlier, they laid the train tracks. Mm -hmm. I think they're done with that. Now the the exciting part comes. It's like We we had to wait. It's like Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. You, You wait till midnight... And you open all the presents from your parents, which were like toys, not toys, I'm sorry, they were like clothes. Mm-hmm. You have to go through that to get to morning of Christmas Day and open the presents from Santa Claus. That was worth it. It's worth the wait. <laughs> yeah, I hope this, I hope this is like the lowest point. I hope it's all up from here. Yeah, right. I definitely agree. Because I don't think they can afford to have any more lackluster episodes. Yeah. I think they're going to start losing a lot of viewers if they keep going with this, but I don't. I think it's going to pick up from here. I'm excited for the next couple weeks. I hope so. Um, yeah, is there anything else you wanted to bring up? Ooh, next week's episode. Or uh, at least a trailer. The trailer. The sneak peek. I did not see it. <gasps> you didn't see the sneak peek? No, what oh, is it? 
on Talking Dead? I thought you watched Talking Dead. I didn't see the Talking Dead. Oh, I saw mean? I saw like halfway through. What is wrong with you? I fell asleep. I was tired. Oh, excuses, excuses. You do not fall asleep on The Walking Dead or The Talking Dead. Um, <laughs> so the the sneak peek is uh, Jesus and Carl in the back of the truck, mm-hmm. and they're getting close to to Negan's Negan's little castle, <laughs> and so. Jesus is basically like, the car's going slow enough, it's time to jump out. Like, mm. And he's pretty much telling him, like, don't fight the jump, just go with it. <laughs> when you fall, just keep rolling. The, the, the landing itself will kill you if you fight it, you know? Right. And Carl's pretty much, like, freaking out because he's like, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, I'm going <coughs> to, from what I remember, I think he said he was going to wait. And really? And Jesus was like, no, we got to do it, we got to do it now. Do they show Jesus jumps off? No, no, no. It just, it's just that one scene. Ah. Uh, uh, Which I thought was so interesting. I was like, ah, Carl, you're so fucked. I think, uh, just hearing this, I feel like Jesus is going to jump and Carl's going to stay on there. And that's how he's going to get caught. Oh, that'd be really interesting. See, I'm like, I'm really excited for the next, next episode. I'm so glad. Man, I can't believe I fucking missed that sneak peek. It's a good one. I'll show it to you afterwards. But it... <laughs> it looked good. I was like, yes. <laughs> now it's time to play. <laughs> nice. Now you're not big and bad anymore, huh, Carl? <laughs> Jump out the moving car. <laughs> Finally, it would be nice to see Carl get a, a big slice of humble pie. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Calm your ass down. <laughs> a big piece of calmate. <laughs> Damn. Ah, two more episodes till the, till the year's over. The rest of the year. Oh, I know. I'm so depressed. What are we doing for the season finale? Panel? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna shoot for a panel. Um, one of the guys at work, um, Walking Dead analyst, um, I think he's interested in coming on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which one? Uh, Dan. Okay. All right. I'm yeah. interested to, to bring him on. Yeah. I'm not bringing Derek because he. I feel like we might need some. Uh, comedy relief. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah, I saw him. It'd be great. We can have like a little pizza party. That pizza I still owe you from episode one? Yeah, that no one tweeted me. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I don't think anyone gives a shit if you're fed or not. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not fed, then you get a, a hangry bitch on this podcast. So I highly recommend you feed me. Oh, man. But yeah, it'd be great to have a panel. Um, yeah, I think we should also film that night, Sunday night. I know. We've been wanting to film some content. Just haven't gotten around to it. No, but we film. We record. I'm sorry. Oh. I have to stop saying filming. Whoa. We record that night. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It would be great to record that night. Yeah. Yeah, like, cool, like, little party. Yeah. Oh, man, we can set it up in here? Yeah, I'm so excited. In our garage. With a bottle of Jameson? <laughs> right next to our fucking... Don't tell them where we are. <laughs> God, it sounds so good. Negan Studios. <laughs> <laughs> With our parents, like, busting in every five minutes. <laughs> oh, I'm <Neil. laughs> Um... I think that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Get a bottle of Jameson and pizza. Oh, that would be nice. Ugh. Maybe not Jameson. Yeah, maybe beforehand. He's still hurting <laughs> from the last time we had Jameson. <laughs> Which was, what, season, episode one? I know. No, we had it for, what, episode two, two three? Not three. We stopped at three. Uh, I don't even think we had Jameson episode two. I think we had vodka. Yeah. Struggles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess All right. that pretty much does it for uh, this episode of We Are Negan. Yeah, that was a good episode. If you guys have any comments, email us. You want to give them our email, Jaime? 
Yeah, you can email us at uh, we at uh, what's it called we are Negan at gmail.com at gmail.com or you can tweet us at we underscore are underscore Negan underscore tweet 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 <laughs> nice as always uh, happy shit belongs to us now and uh, <laughs> I'm Jaime I'm Emily and we are Negan good night everybody ass <laughs> <laughs> just left me there I'm sorry, I had a brain fart and it wasn't intentional, I swear. You just went too fast for my brain right now. <laughs> Alright, good night, guys. Good night, everybody. You want to try it again? No. <laughs> Alright, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.